Now we're going to get into a, a quick sermon this morning, a sermon et, if you will. Uh, this is week one of what we hope is only two weeks of online viewing only. Our goal is to be able to gather together as a family so we can encourage each other and worship God as, as a group. This past month has been a whirlwind of ups and downs, wouldn't you agree? So many things happening and they're happening quickly. And apparently, as we know, it's affecting a lot of people. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind as I was going through this was the, the illustrations that Jesus used in the Sermon on the Mount. And this sounds like a really a metaphorical description of what's going on right now. And it, Matthew 7, 24 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house. It won't collapse because it is built upon a rock. Kind of sounds like what's happening now, doesn't it? The world seems to be in a panic, running here and there, kind of like Chicken Little, the sky is falling. But as believers, we don't get thrown into a panic or a frenzy. We're not fearing, we're not hoarding, we're not going crazy in society today. Now we have wisdom and we do what is wise, but we do not react as the world reacts. Our faith and our trust is built upon the rock of Christ. Our, our faith is built upon our salvation in Christ. But notice what the verse actually says. It begins with, in verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise. Now this is basically the last sentence in the whole Sermon on the Mount. And he's telling us that we need to heed not only the things written in the Sermon on the Mount, but everything in the Bible. If we do that, if we read God's word and we know it and we, we do it, we're wise and then our house, our life is built upon the rock. We have to act on what we know God's word tells us. James 1.22 says, and remember, it's a message to obey, not just listen to. If you don't obey, you're only fooling yourself. And if that's true, and we know that it is, then what does God say about the situation? What does God say about this current situation going on today? What, is it, what does it say about adversity? And how are we to react to that? Well, the first thing we should do is we should expect it. Now, that's not a comforting verse to some, but I, I tend to think it is. If you tell me something adverse is going to happen to me at some point in my life, I'm probably going to prepare for it. I'm going to get myself ready for it. I'm going to, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm prepared for it. That means I'm prayed up, I'm read up, I'm current in God's Word and current in my devotional life. So when it comes, I'm ready for it. The second thing about adversity is we're going to get through it. God promised that he will be with us through the situation. Isaiah 43, 2 and 3 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. It doesn't say we avoid the water. It doesn't say we avoid the flame. We do go through situations. But God says not only is he there with us through that situation, we come out the other side. Hebrews 11 or 12, 13, 5 says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And that's a promise. God is never going to leave you. The third thing is, you're going to come out better than when you went in. Now, it seems like a paradox today, but God's word is true. In James 1, 
Verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, whatever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. Now, right now, it may not seem like it, but this virus can actually be an opportunity for joy because God is growing us and God is testing our faith. Just like exercise in a gym, constant repetition increases your muscle, constant exercise of your faith increases it. It becomes greater for the next thing that comes along. There are times in our life when we have nothing left but God to trust in. A lot of, some, a lot of times we trust in the things that God has provided us. We trust in our jobs and we trust in our bank accounts and we trust in the grocery store being open. But when all those things are gone, that's when faith comes in. Is God going to do what God said he's going to do? And you never know what's going to happen on the other side of this. You don't know what testimonies are going to be heard. You don't know what miracles are going to be explained. And people are going to say how God did this for me. What miracle happened here? And He opened this opportunity up for me. He did this for me. And all these things that we don't know what's going to happen now. But in the end, when we come through those waters and through that fire, we will see how God developed and persevered our faith. And because our faith has grown, we now have examples, personal examples, personal testimonies of what God did for me. And guaranteed personal testimonies build up your faith. Because I saw God do this for me, because God answered this prayer for me, man, that increases my faith. The fourth thing we can anticipate is prayer can actually change the situation. Philippians 1.19 says, For I know that as you pray for me, and as the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will all turn out for my deliverance. Or in NIV says salvation. Paul wrote this letter while suffering in jail. He was in the Roman jail for around how long? And he was suffering, he was in chains, and yet he wrote this prayer because he knew that the outcome, the prayer of the saints, would result in his deliverance from this jail. James 5.16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. So how should Christians react during this situation? First is we don't ignore the problem. It's there. We don't walk around like it's not there because it is. It's, it's true. We recognize what we need to do on our end. There are things that God allows us to do. God gives us wisdom. God allows us to do things and react to things we have to do to weather the storm. But we don't react. We don't react out of negativity. We don't react out of fear or anxiety. We react, as the Bible says, that our house is on the rock. These waves, these torrents aren't going to knock us down. They'll beat us up for a while, but they are not going to win. They're going to be defeated. When this is over, we will have testimonies of what God has done for us if we stand upon the rock and don't let these waves beat us down. You never know what God has planned through all of this. We pray, we recognize that God will bring us through us, and when it's over, we will be stronger in our faith because at that time, during the struggle, we leaned upon God's strength. We never know what God's going to do. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes most things. Does it say that? No, it says God causes everything to work together for good to those who are called of God and according to his purpose. God can work everything out for our good, for our benefit. I'm going to close with a quick 
example I found. I'm going to read this if you don't mind. It says, farmers in southern Alabama were accustomed to planting one crop every, week, every year, and that crop was cotton. They would plow as much ground as they could and plant their crop. Year after year, they lived by cotton. Then one year, the dreaded boll weevil devastated the whole area. So the next year, the farmers mortgaged their homes and planted cotton again, hoping for a good harvest. But as the cotton began to grow, the insect came back and destroyed the crop, wiping out most of the farms. The few who survived those two years of the boll weevil decided to experiment the third year. So they planted something they'd never planted before, peanuts. And peanuts proved so hardy that the market proved so ravenous for that product that the farmers who survived the first two years reaped profits the third year that enabled them to pay off all their debts. They planted peanuts from then on and prospered greatly. Then, you know what those farmers did? They spent some of their new wealth to erect in the town square a monument to the boll weevil. If it hadn't been for the boll weevil, they would never have discovered peanuts. They learned that even out of disaster, there can come a great delight. You never know what God's going to do through this. You never know how God is going to change the situation. One of the end. The best things about building your house upon trusting Christ the rock is you know that God is in control, that nothing is going to overtake you, that God hasn't already foreseen, and that God is not going to bring you through. I'm excited for the testimonies that I'm going to hear when this is over. I'm excited for the miracles that's going to not only apply to me personally, but to our church and to each one of you who's listening right now. What God is going to do to provide in a miraculous way as you trust him in faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your provision. We thank you for your word that is true. You are the provider. You know what we need even before we ask. So Father, we lean upon you during this situation, this struggle when many people are, are hurting and suffering. We lean upon you. You are the provider. You are the great physician. You are the one who is in control, and we lean upon you. And Father, we trust that when this is over, we will come out victorious. We will come out with glowing testimonies of the power of God in our life. And we will come out of this in victory because we've leaned upon you, the author and finisher, finisher of our faith. Lord, we do all this, and we trust you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Keep leaning on the rock. Don't let those winds take you down. God will hold you up. Amen.